From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. Above all, it's a show about what's next, creativity, and the innovation and technology that are changing how we work and shaping the future of business throughout our state. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers who may challenge the status quo, but also make their dreams a reality. I'm Joel Shetler, your host and editor of Finance and Commerce, Minnesota's oldest business newspaper and online publication. Thanks so much for joining me. Degmara Larson brings a global perspective to the local design community, where she has made a name for herself as a mentor and a designer of award-winning libraries and other projects. Larson earned her architecture degree in her native country of Poland. From there, she gained international experience before coming to the U.S. and landing a job with MSR Design in Minneapolis. She was promoted to principal last year. More recently, Larson was one of three local architects to receive an American Institute of Architects Minnesota Young Architects Award. The prestigious honor recognizes individuals who have shown, quote, exceptional leadership and made significant contributions to the profession within the first 10 years of being licensed to practice, end quote. In addition to her regular practice, Larson teaches at the University of Minnesota and mentors architecture students at the U of M and Dunwoody College of Technology. She juggles those activities with volunteer work on committees for schools and literary organizations. Larson has served for more than five years as the chair of the board of Articulture, a local nonprofit that, quote, drives positive change through the visual arts, aspirations similar to those she envisions for architecture, end quote, according to her Young Architects nomination form. Larson earned the award based in part on, quote, her excellence in design and strong voice in library and higher education design which has significant impact on communities, end quote, according to AIA Minnesota. In the following interview, Larson talks with reporter Brian Johnson about some of her notable projects and what drew her to the profession. Good morning. How are you today? Good morning. I'm, I'm, I'm good. So uh, thank, you for, thank you for agreeing to do this interview. Oh, no, no problem. This is great. Thank you so much for being interested. It's um, it's always um, good to have a little exposure. Thank you. Okay, sure. Well, Larson with an E, right? It's true, yes. I'm, so I'm, Johnson, I'm Johnson with an O, so I'm Swedish. Are you Danish or? Uh, actually, I'm Danish through association, but I'm actually originally Polish. So oh, that's okay. where the accent's from. Okay, nice, nice. Well, pleased to meet you. Um, so, um, I just want to make sure everything's rolling here. Um, yeah. Is there, are there any specific questions you want to ask me, or how um, how would you like this to go? Yeah. Well, I'll just ask you a few questions about the award and some of the work you've been doing and things of that nature, and and I guess we'll just go from there. Pretty straightforward. So. So, yeah. Well. Um, well, as an old journalist, I'm pleased to be joined by a young architect this morning and not just any young architect. Uh, uh, Dagmar, you're one of three architects to receive an American Institute of Minnesota Young Architects Award this year, I understand? Yes, and that's correct. Please about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this award um, honors individuals who have shown 
exceptional leadership and made significant contributions to the profession within the first 10 years of being licensed to practice architecture. Um, great honor, prestigious award. Tell me about it. How, how do you feel about that? Well, you know, it's a great uh, recognition by the local um, AIA community, American Institute of Architects community that highlights the work I've done over the years. And uh, I think the name of the award is always misleading. It's, it's a little scary when you think that you're still young architect, but um, it is measured from the time of your full registration. Um, and it takes into account all of the work that you contributed to community. So it's the design, uh, in my case, it's the design excellence that I provided uh, to MSR Design that I'm um, very happy to be a partner of um, and leading right now. But my career took many steps and um, it started with leading projects in design. Um, and that's main pillar, but also that this award recognizes individuals that are not only doing excellent work, but also leading the profession um, in the thought leadership and in the new challenges as we face them. And in addition, uh, contribute to the community. So part of uh, this award is a recognition of my work that I've provided for local nonprofits and also just bigger um, mission-driven projects that um, I was lucky to be part of. Great. Well, um, let's talk about some of your projects. It looks like from your resume here, um, you, you've done some great work on, on libraries and you take sort of a, a very committed to taking a holistic approach, uh, integrated design approach to your projects. Um, talk a little bit about that and um, maybe uh, if you could offer an example or two of how that, uh, how that works. Yeah, uh, thank you. That's an excellent question. Yes, um, I have been very lucky to be engaged with a lot of um, very thoughtful projects. Um, a lot of them are libraries, both academic and public libraries, um, also higher educational institutions. And um, I do work for private clients where it's a design-driven proposition, working with them on these specific needs. I would say that all those projects has kind of a common thread. Um, they are projects of curiosity and they are projects of um, uh, thoughtfulness. And with the libraries especially, that's, um, that's a greater good that we can share with people, um, everybody, and especially with the public library system in America being the, um, as librarians like to say, less democratic institution that welcomes everybody of all ages, all income levels, um, all circumstances and hosts um, home or third place for all, um, all of the thoughts and all the ideas. Um, that's really an agora of, of, uh, of a society. And uh, whenever I'm involved in any library project, it, it has a deep meaning to me and it leaves a big impact on me. And um, based on the projects I've done to date, it also um, changes and transforms the communities where those projects take place. Great. And one of those projects is the uh, Central Library in Madison, Wisconsin, I understand. Uh, what were some of the challenges there? And um, can you touch on that a little bit? Um, yeah, that, that's one of the projects that um, I am, is very dear to my heart. It's one of those projects where um, my responsibility expanded um, tremendously. 
uh, not only from leading the design, but also leading the process. Um, I had fantastic uh, partners um, in that, so it's not all on me by any means. But what was really special about Madison, it's a city, as you um, perhaps know and your audience knows, um, of a very um, uh, outspoken uh, population and managing that process and un understanding what the community wants um, and providing for for that and exceeded everybody's expectation is really um, something I'm very proud of. Um, and going back to this library now, um, I make those trips um, for other reasons, but every time I'm in Madison, I, I stop by to see how the project is aging and how much it's loved by the community. Great, and when was that completed? It has been completed a uh, handful of years ago. So this, you, you're reaching to one of the <laughs> big projects, but there have been many since. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, what are some of the other highlights? Uh, other, are there any other projects you'd like to highlight that um, sort of stand out to you? Yeah, I think that since um, the library work has been very rewarding, and I would say every one of those projects is a, is a gem in its own right. Um, I think one that got a lot of national recognition was Tulsa Central Library that got a lot of uh, national honor awards for design excellence um, and an impact it had on the library uh, and community at large. Uh, also in the higher educational um, sphere, project that um, tremendously um, changed me in a sense as a, as a designer professional is the visual um, cultural arts um, and media building for Haverford College, which is a small private um, institution outside of Philadelphia. And the work there really was transformative to that school. And uh, the instant impact that is visible on the institution is really tremendous. Um, and also, I, I take a lot of joy in working with individual clients. Um, I'm very lucky that the people I work with are um, specially sensitive and, um, and really thoughtful. And um, that's, the, that's the joy of what I'm doing. Yeah, libraries are really special. I remember as a kid going in early to mid 70s, just the thrill of going to the library, browsing the shelves and picking out a new book to read. Obviously, a lot has changed since then and how we use libraries and things of that nature. And especially now with COVID-19. And do, do you see that uh, as having a long term impact on libraries and other public buildings? Um, I think that we cannot really assess yet what the impact it's going to be because I think we're just approaching it. We're not quite done as much as we would like to be with, with the issue of pandemic. Um, I think a lot of things will shift um, and perhaps for better uh, as well. I like to always look for the silver lining. Um, one thing for sure is um, the sense of, of missing something. I think we all live through it. As much as we may enjoy working from home, there is a sense of lost opportunity to be among people. And uh, like this interview, Zoom is lovely and wonderful, but there's nothing really um, that can replace being nearby um, another person and looking directly into somebody's eyes. Yeah, for sure. And so just, just to back up a little bit, uh, how did you get into architecture? How, how did you decide on this as a career choice? Is it something that you've always been interested in? Or uh, I always smile about this because I, I, I'm not sure if that was a very conscious choice. I think it was, um, 
don't want to use lofty words like destiny, but um, it felt like uh, there were no other choices. Uh, I, it's, it's a thought that um, developed naturally in very young age for me. I was um, able to construct a summer house with my dad over a course of a few summers. And uh, when I say construct, I mean with very limited means. Um, so it was very organic work at the time. And having my dad being a history professor and watching him uh, making choices that at that age already I knew probably are not the best choices. Uh, that was maybe <laughs> what drove me initially to the profession. Uh, but it's, it's such a complex uh, work that we do. It has so many facets. Um, it is a lot of technical work and a lot of one-on-one -on -one with yourself and thoughts. Um, but also you need to be able to relate to people because really we work on buildings for people. And uh, there's no bigger joy that I feel that when I hear clients say, oh, I designed that. Like, oh, they take ownership. It's good. It's, it's exactly how it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Where did you go to school for architecture? Um, I'm native to Poland, um, and I graduated from um, University in Gdańsk, Poland, um, with my master's degree. Um, and I also worked uh, in other countries before coming to the United States. I came here uh, with my husband for just a couple years, many years ago now, uh, and uh, made Minneapolis home. And uh, I, I could not be happier with, with the choice of the city that was uh, uh, certain, but it was... Um, it was not by design at the time. It feels like a great community to be part of and um, live with and grow. Well, it's wonderful that you have that international experience and you can bring it here to, uh, to everyone's benefit in Minneapolis. Um, what, what are some of the current projects that you're working on? Can you touch on that just a little bit? Yes, that would be lovely. Um, right now I have, um, I mean, a very uh, lucky position of having multiple projects underway and they really vary. It's a, it's a ray of um, wonder. Um, one of the projects that we're wrapping up, it's in the construction, it's going to open up. Uh, because of COVID, it's going to be a soft opening. So um, with, with measures of uh, physical distancing and hopefully social closeness, um, it's a central library or main library in Missoula, Montana. Uh, which is a community very similar to Madison, Wisconsin in many ways. It's the liberal heart of uh, Montana and it's, uh, it's a university center. And that's a um, 120,000 square feet building, including parking. So it's a, it's a very large building for a not very large community. Um, and it, be, it has been a delightful process with a lot of challenges, COVID being um, kind of a crown <laughs> challenge here. Um, also, I'm working on four season residential um, project, which is right downtown in heart of Minneapolis. It's a tower that is um, United Properties developed and it's being built by McGuff, um, just a couple blocks away from, from us right now. Um, and it has been a very different experience as well. It's a high-end design. Um, it's a really lovely uh, working relationship with uh, new partners that we never had a chance to work before. Um, and also we have a couple other smaller projects, um, them being library projects in uh, Idaho uh, for a change. Idaho is growing and COVID is not stopping it. So that's a, uh, that's a good news for Idaho. Hopefully they all stay safe there. Um, so uh, the projects there are rapid and they're very community oriented. And um, it's, it's a new way to work that remotely. Uh, usually we work, we work often remote, but we have the 
public meetings and engagement and right now we're creating alternative ways of doing it. Wonderful. Well, um, it's certainly interesting times we're living in and good luck with, with those projects and everything else you're working on. Are, any other thoughts before we wrap up here? Um, well, thank you so much for this time and the interview. Um, this is a milestone in my career in a way. Um, the projects that I've completed today gave me a lot of pause when I had to reflect on it. Um, and reflection came with this award. Um, it was very wonderful to, to be selected and um, it's, it's really an honor and I'm very proud to be uh, a leading member of uh, American Institute of Architect community in Minnesota. Well, thanks. Well, congrats on the award, Dagmar, and thanks for joining me here. And uh, I understand I'll be having some kind of a recognition program in December. Is that right? Oh, right now that's on the books. I think we have to live and see. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks again for joining me. Very, very nice talking to you and uh, take care and, and uh, good luck on your projects. Brian, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to Beyond the Skyline. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more about finance and commerce, or to subscribe, go to our website, www.finance-commerce.com. I'm Joel Shetler, Editor of Finance and Commerce. Thank you again for listening to Beyond the Skyline.